You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Final hour of the Lake Show. A little political discussion here. And it's not even a, a deep political conversation. It's not about policies. It's, it's not anything like that. But it does revolve around former Vice President Mike Pence. The headline here from USA Today, Pence might not vote for Trump in 2024, says there might be somebody else he'd prefer. So former Vice President Mike Pence suggested Wednesday he might not vote for Donald Trump if his ex-boss were to run for president in 2024. He was uh, questioned about the issue at an event at Georgetown University. He was asked that. He paused and said, quote, well, there might be somebody else I prefer more. Now, Trump has not formally announced a presidential bid for 2024. He strongly hinted at it. But Pence is also considering a run, according to several of his Confidants. Um, th- this is this is really weird to me because, and the reason why I say it's weird is because I don't know if there's ever been somebody that wants to be uh, president that's a former vice president that is as delusional as Mike Pence. Mike Pence is delusional. Americans do not want him to be president. And and when I say Americans don't want him to be president, first off, of course, um, people on the left or far left or however you want to evaluate those people that you call lefties or liberals, they're not voting for Mike Pence. Secondly, Trump supporters – I'm not voting for Mike Pence. A lot of Trump supporters wanted Mike Pence harmed. So I just don't see how Mike Pence, in his mind, could have this thought that, yeah, I might be able to be pro- – now, now, I don't know all the mechanics of this, like if if – if just running in itself would prop him up in a way to where he stands to make a lot of money, like if it's a financial thing, but there's no there's no way that Mike Pence actually think that he has any chance, any chance of being president of the United States of America. He's in political, political purgatory right now because 
you don't have the Republican votes because you're not pro-MAGA movement, right? Or you don't appear to be pro-MAGA movement. So you're not going to get that side. You're not going to get the Democrat side. So where are you? For me, like Mike Pence is just kind of in the middle, just kind of there at this point. And I don't even need to go deep into the headline when I see that Mike Pence says he might not vote for Donald Trump. I got one question, Henry, and that's why would you even want to support somebody who was advocating for you to be hung? If somebody's if somebody's advocating for me to die, guess what? I'm probably not going to support them. because he because what's the best way to put it? Is he chicken? I was trying to think of a of a, a, a better way to say that, but there's no really no other other way to say. He's got to have that testicular fortitude that he doesn't have right now. He doesn't have it. He doesn't have no, it. No, ain't no right now. He doesn't have it. Mm-mm. If you don't have it now, you're not going to have it. You don't have it. Like like Ted Cruz doesn't have it. Mm-hmm. Donald Trump called his wife ugly and talked about his dad. But those are fighting words. Yeah. What I, are you talking I, about? You talking about my wife? Yeah. How, how do you how do you expect us to believe in somebody that can get bullied and threatened and you won't stand up for yourself? J.D. Vance is a joke. J, have you seen the debates with him and Tim Ryan? Tim yeah. Ryan is crushing him. Yeah, where he said, you, oh, my gosh, you're kissing Trump's butt. I, and then JD's how? like, "Oh, well, it was a joke. It was a joke. We talked. Before. It wasn't. No, it, a, was, it, it wasn't, wasn't a, joke. a joke. It wasn't a joke. It wasn't a joke. You're. I, I mean, stop playing. Games. I. I just. I don't understand. Again, like you. There's this individual that acts so reprehensible towards you, and says awful things about you, and says awful things about your family, and is perfectly okay with you potentially being." Uh, sacrificed for their movement and you will not stand up. Like what is the line that we can have confidence in somebody that won't stand up for themselves, grow a set of stones and stand up for yourself. I I just don't get it. Like, like you, you have to be able to wake up and look in the mirror and say, somebody didn't run me over. Somebody didn't push me over. You didn't talk down to me. You didn't. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like, like. For instance, I appreciated that Steve Swiggum did not cancel. Mm-hmm. I appreciated that, and I know that there are people that listen to us have our conversation in the interview, and there are a few, and I say a small few, that felt like, man, you were a little bit too. You were you too were harsh. harsh on them. You were harsh. I, I wasn't harsh at all. I just asked mm-hmm. questions. That's all I did. I got emails and I got people that reached out to me and a lot of uh, reaction on social on social media. Mm-hmm. And people were like, Lake, that was awesome. You didn't back down. Because when I got the statement shortly before we went on the air, that did nothing with changing my, my tone of the interview. It wasn't going to soften it. It wasn't going to make me be endearing, uh, him endearing to me. I, I, I said, no, we're going to talk this thing through. And so I appreciate that he came on. I appreciate that 
that he continues to talk. And some would say he puts his foot in his mouth. But, hey, man, it is what it is. You, you got to have some principles. You, you have to take a stand. At some point in your life, you need to take a stand for what you believe in. And I don't know what Mike Pence believes in. I don't either. I, I just I don't I, either. I don't. I don't get it. What is the most serious? If you, if you can't stand up for yourself and your family, can you stand up for this country? No. I don't think that you can. No. If, if somebody so much has said something about my wife or my daughter, guess what? I'm throwing hands. I'm throwing hands. I, I don't. We care. want leaders in this country yes. that when they go around the globe, that they're respected and people won't look at them and think that, they, you they're know, weak. I can run over. Yes, I know. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Mike Pence is weak. And it's, I mean, I'm, I'm not a Trump I think support. everybody thinks that. Yeah, well, I mean, he hasn't proven anything to the contrary. Again, if, if somebody wants you killed and you're like, well, you know what? I still might support this guy. What the F, dude? Like, what? Why? This person was okay with you. I don't get it. And, and you're okay with it? I don't get it. Like, Come on, man. I, I just I just think that it, but but even beyond the the whole like him and Trump and just the intangibles of of all of that stuff and yeah. the threats and all I don't think I just can't believe that he thinks that he can win. I just don't get it. I don't know where he's going to get that support from. I don't get it. All right, coming up next, it's time for word on the street on the Lake Show. Man, it's so funny when the MAGA crowd gets upset when you talk about a topic like that. Why are you talking about this? It's not 2024. Article it's, article came out today. It's in the news. It It's current. It came out today. They literally had an event at Georgetown University. <laughs> oh, the bitterness. Hey, you want to get crack to Crack open a cold one, my friend. All right. You talking to me or that? You, you know, it doesn't matter. I can crack open a cold one. I got my water right there. Hey, Travis Scott settled his first Astroworld lawsuit as he's starting to put the legal fallout from the tragedy behind him. He reached a settlement with one victim's family, marking the first known settlement of all the cases surrounding the music festival. Attorney Tony Busby, who reps the family of Axel Acosta, I believe he was involved also with the Deshaun Watson uh, case, if I'm not mistaken, uh, in Houston, said the family settled out of court after suing Travis Live Nation and others. Now, the 21-year-old died from injuries suffered at the November 2021 concert. Busby previously said Axel traveled all the way from Washington to see the Houston Festival and was a huge fan. Now, while Travis Scott is done with the first of the many lawsuits against him, the legal side is far from over. There were 10 people in total who died at Astroworld. Ugh. And Travis, he's still dealing with the lawsuits by others impacted by the accident. I mean, how many lawsuits ultimately are going to come his way? Like that was a that was a train wreck of an of a, an event uh, of an event. Yeah, really Spit unfortunate. My words out, man. Yeah, it's um, it's not good. Yeah, it's not good. No, it's not. Hey, something that I found kind of cool. They say you got to shoot your shot, right? Yes. Hey, got to shoot your shot. Well, Cardi B is back in court for a new legal battle. A development there were a bunch of local teenagers were fully aware of because one of them showed up at court to offer her. A night of dancing. Now, as she was leaving court in Santa Ana, California yesterday, when a swarm of young fans met her outside of the courthouse, clearly thrilled to get a glimpse of the rapper. Now, one in the crowd decided to shoot a shot, walking up to Cardi and asking if she'd hit, uh, if she'd hit up the homecoming dance with him. 
I don't know if he got an answer, but I'm guessing she's got her hands full at the moment. But it's it's a bold move. Oh, we've seen this work out before. We have seen athletes, celebrities get asked to like prom and so, and they'll show up. They'll do it. Yeah, they'll do it. It's I mean, it's I don't know. Is there a celebrity that you would have wanted to ask out to the prom? Like if you could just have if I could go to prom today. Yeah. Like 18 year old Henry Lake. If you could just take your chance and shoot your shot with one celebrity when you were 18. When I was 18, when you were 18, who would it have been? 17 or 18. I mean, a high school Jasmine guy. Okay. All right. From a different world. Jasmine guy. Okay. Definitely. That's fair. Now, if I could go to prom with anybody right now today, Jennifer Garner. Okay. That's fair. I would have gone. Uh, I love me some Jennifer Garner. See, I would have gone with uh, Daniel Fischel, who was Topanga. Oh, and Boy I World, got you. I you got know? you. I mean, eh, she's a little out of my league, but, you know, they say, well, you got you to shoot your shot. Hey, a, a, a disturbing story coming out of Arizona a Republican candidate for an Arizona college governing board has slammed the brakes on his campaign after oh, police saw this. allegedly oh. caught him red-handed mm-hmm. pleasuring himself in his mm-hmm. truck near preschool. Yeah. A preschool. Randy Kaufman announced on Tuesday he was suspending his campaign for a seat on the Maricopa County uh, Community College governing board two weeks after he was cited for public sexual indecency. Now, according to a police report, he was seated in his Ford truck parked near Wurtzie's preschool and child care center in Surprise, Arizona, where kids were playing outside on October 4th. Now, Kaufman was allegedly watching some interracial activities. The cop put that description in the police report, and he was on his cell phone, pleasuring himself, and a cop on routine patrol drove up and noticed he was parked in an unusual manner across three spaces, the report said. Officer went to investigate, caught him in the act. Now, embarrassed... He pulled up his pants and apologized to the officer, admitting, quote, that he effed up. Under police questioning, Kaufman allegedly said he was stressed out and had pulled into the parking lot to relieve his tension. When the officer noted kids were playing nearby, Kaufman said he was only in the area to buy something. Now, Kaufman was cited for public sexual indecency instead of being arrested. He was also ordered not to trespass on the premises. It's so gross. But there are just a lot of weird people out there in the world that do things that are just like, how do you do that and not think about it? Like, I'm not saying I that, that you know. can't do things in the confines of your own home in terms of like, you know, pleasure yourself or whatever you want to do in your own. Your own pro- that's your that's your, that's your business. Yeah. If you want to watch porn, whatever, uh, whatever. But you're out in public and you're just. Oh, gross. You're near a preschool. Oh, you're gross. You're, you're in your truck oh, near gross. a preschool masturbating. Like, what is the policeman supposed to think? Like, dude, use common sense. Like, Unbelievable. all of this is so wrong. And if I'm him, like, I, I don't even continue my reelection bid. Like, I'm done. I'm do- I get out of the public eye because, <laughs> I, like, you, you don't recover from something like this. Because you don't do anything that can endanger kids. Like, to me, that's the worst of the worst. It's the worst, yeah. yeah. It really is the worst. And uh, finally, here's something fun. That uh, Kelly Clarkson, Kelsey uh, Ballerini, and Carly Pierce all have one very significant life experience in common. And it's not just being super talented and famous. They're all recent divorcees 
and we'll be hitting the stage together for the first time to sing about lousy men. Oh, this ought to be good. Production sources from the upcoming Country Music Association Awards say the trio are planning a very big and powerful performance of Kelsey's song, quote, You're Drunk, Go Home, next month. Now, the song's all about female empowerment, about guys who hit on women at bars after they've had too much to drink. Well, both Kelly and Carly were on the song's original release, and Kelly actually got drunk herself when they got together to record it, so they clearly all have a good time. (laughs) Now, Kelly and Carly filed for divorce in June of 2020. Kelly from Brandon Blackstock after seven years of marriage, and Carly from Michael Ray after less than a year. Hey, they had a good time. Good for them. Had a good time. I'm not even mad at them. I'm not mad at them at all. And, I mean, hey, the thing about it is, I mean – Guys hit on women all the time at bars when they've had too much. Guys have had too much. Girls have. It's like you go to a bar to hit on people. That's what you. That's what people do at bars, right? I mean, but I mean, you know, good for them. You know what? Have fun with your life. Life is meant to be enjoyed. Live. You know, live, live it. Have some fun. Let me live. Let me live. Let, Let me, me live. live. Let yep. me live. All right. Coming up next, we're going to try something different. Something that Christopher Tubbs has done before. Uh, and I think that this is specific to, is it just sports in general or is it, it specific can, to the National Football League? Anything. It could be anything. It doesn't even have to be sports. It could be, it could be NBA. It can be NHL. It can be Major League. It can be whatever you want it to be. All right, just join us on the other side after weather. We'll explain it next year on The Late Show. All right, Christopher Tubbs has got some explaining to do. He wants to try to do something different, something that he did with his friend Sean Salisbury years mm-hmm. ago. So why don't you explain this to the listening audience? Okay, it's it's something that we just kind of kicked around, and we called it water cooler talk. But basically, what we would do is every Friday, every Friday afternoon, we would. Okay, it's Thursday. Okay, well, I'm. We can't do it tomorrow because you're in early and the wolves are on. No, I'm joking. Uh, so here's what we're here's what we're going to do. Best case scenario, it would we would say it on Friday. We'd revisit it on Monday. Okay. But for the sake of this week, we're going to do it on Thursday. Revisit it on Tuesday because okay. the wolves play. So here's what it's about. By the way, I did a version of this in Kansas City. Oh, you did. Okay. Yeah. So you kind of you kind of know the bit. I think it's it's kind of a fun little thing where. You look at what could happen this weekend, and you make a sports prediction, or basically a prediction about anything, something you think is going to happen this weekend, and then we put it on tape or record it, and then we play it back on the first available day the next week to see how correct we were. So, for instance, you know, we can say, "Hey, you know that, you know, when we come back on Tuesday, you know, we're going to talk about the Timberwolves still being undefeated and." How Rudy Gobert is still averaging a double double, and you know how Carl Anthony Towns is, yeah, just something like that. So uh, it can be anything. It can be serious. It can be funny. It can be whatever. But let's just see kind of how correct we were. Because I mean, if we did it based on last week, I mean, we would know that I have a six pack of alcohol coming my way because of the Buffalo Bills, okay. Bills Mafia. I don't even know what the dad's whatever, but. Uh, so, yeah, that's just kind of you say something you think is going to happen this weekend in the sports world. I will say something. And if you want to chime in as well, uh, 651-461-9226 on the City's One uh, Plumbing Talk and Text Line. So there we go. All right, so you want me to give you a slam dunk prediction? Give me a slam dunk prediction. 
my slam dunk prediction of the weekend is that the Minnesota Vikings will not lose. Well, I could play some Madden and I could play it on All Pro, and that would guarantee that they lose. But you're talking a real football game. We're talking about a real football okay, team. Minnesota- We're not talking about video games. Okay. Well, I will. I'm going to say when we come back on Tuesday. We're going to say that there's one team in the NFC North that still continues to not make up ground on the Minnesota Vikings, and that is the team to the east of us, the Green Bay Packers. Mm. They will not be Washington this weekend. Taylor Heineke and Brian Robinson are going to will the Washington Commanders to a close win over the Green Bay Packers. Are you willing to put money on that? Are you willing to put a six-pack on that? Are we going double or nothing? I can't root for the Packers. Uh-huh. So I'm joking when I say okay. that. I'm not rooting for the Packers. All right. I mean. Wow. Okay. So, so there we go. I mean, th- their defense hasn't looked great. Their offense is a little discombobulated. I mean, no Randall Cobb. You know, Is Aaron Rodgers really all that comfortable with how they're running that offense right now? I, I mean, and the way that Carson Wentz has been playing is Taylor Heineke. Is he really that much of a downgrade? So I, I, it's only a four and a half point spread, and it's not a it's not a high point total. So I mean, it's not like you're going to get into a shootout at, at that point. And this game's in Washington too. I mean, I, I don't think that really matters, but I think that Washington lays it on Green Bay, and Green Bay comes out of Week Seven, three wins and four in the four in the right column. I'm gonna give you a game that I absolutely think the team that's favored is going to lose. Okay. I think that the Pittsburgh Steelers on Sunday night football go into Miami and beat Tua and the Miami Dolphins. And by the way, I know that I'll get into this tomorrow when I'm when I'm in for Jason DeRussia. I, I think it's just irresponsible for the Miami Dolphins to be playing Tua right now. Yeah, he's slated. They're they're looking at starting him this weekend. It's not a hundred percent that he's going to start, but and and I'm not trying to overblow this. You can make the case that he shouldn't play the rest of this year. That's how bad that concussion was. Yeah, I I thought at minimum, Henry, at minimum, they would put him on IR for four games. Yep, at least. Yep, because that injury, and you know, we talked with Dan Cook when you know Cook and. And uh, Governor Pawlenty were leaving, and we were coming in, just kind of talking about the whole Tua thing. And that injury a couple of weeks ago, that was the scariest thing that I can remember on a football field. More so in a long a, time. More so than a torn ACL. Yep. More so than a broken leg or whatever, because this, everybody thought that they were watching a player maybe dying, dying, yeah, on the field at one time. You're talking about something brain. You're talking neurological. Yep. You're talking something that could potentially be so severe. And I'm thrilled to hear that there could potentially be no long term, uh, yeah, no long term damage to Tua Tagovailoa, but. This is completely reckless by the Miami. Even if he's even if he's cleared, I just have a hard time believing that Tua is really going to be comfortable back there. Even for him, like you can't be comfortable if you're Tua back there, knowing what happened just a few weeks ago. Like you're gonna what? What is the term? You're gonna see ghosts? 
like you're going to feel that pressure. I just don't think it's a good idea all the way around. I know you want to win a football game, but it's just a this just is not this cannot go good for the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, I just I, I I'm fearful, man. Something it's the Steelers. The Steelers are not some soft team. They play hard every mm-hmm. single. You got Cam Hayward. And those guys coming at you, I, yeah. I'm sorry, man. They should not be playing him. I'm sorry. They should not be playing him. I mean, if I would be, I would feel more comfortable, and I'm, I'm not a neurologist. I'm not close to anything like that. But I feel like even if he's cleared, you still put him on the IR just to be safe. You cannot be too safe, Henry. To me, I, and I'm sure you feel the same way, you can't be too cautious with him. You can't be too safe. You can't be too careful. Like you have to really play it safe with, uh, with Tua Tagovailoa. There are some things that are more important. The Miami Dolphins already dodged a p- potential huge bullet when, you know, w- when it turns out that Tua did not suffer anything serious on the field. But how many times do the Dolphins want to take that chance? He's compromised right now, and that's it. Scares me, and I'm fearful for him. And I love football. But I'm fearful for Tua if something happens. Yeah, so, yeah, this is a very difficult thing. So, so I, I think that Pittsburgh wins this weekend. You believe that, Green, that uh, Washington upsets the Packers, and the Packers are favored going into Washington. Yes. Um, outside of that, I'm trying to think if there's any serious prediction that I need to make. Some bad, it's some bad matchups this weekend. Yeah, I mean that's that's good. I mean we just need one. I just need one. I mean you can hang your hat on the on the the Steelers and the Dolphins. Let's go, Tom. Let's go, Big Mike. I'm gonna I'm gonna hang my hat on uh, Riverboat Ron. Riverboat Ron. I'm gonna find that game on my Directv Sunday ticket, and I'm gonna cheer like crazy against Green Bay. But I do that every week. All right, we'll take a break. Uh, we'll come back and uh, we'll get to headlines this next year. On the Lake Show. All right, before we get into headlines with Christopher Tubbs, do want to mention some sad news that's just um, that broke maybe a little bit over an hour ago. Referee Tony Brown from the NBA. Um, he has passed away at the age of 55 due to pancreatic cancer. Man, I was just actually thinking about him last week. Because I hadn't seen any updates on his on his condition, and you know they had done some thinking about him and all that stuff, whatever during last year's postseason run and all that, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I said, man, I wonder how Tony's doing. But um, yeah, the, the family has announced that uh, that he's passed away. He was diagnosed with stage four pancreatic cancer in April of twenty twenty one. He did recover to the point where he was able to return to work in the NBA replay center. Um, last season, but he entered hospice care in Atlanta in recent days. Wow. And, I mean, 55 is young. 55 is way, absolutely young. way too young. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, oh, man, no way to transition into headlines, but uh, we'll see if we can do it. One of the most talked about lifestyle changes during the pandemic is how working from home has affected traffic on the roads and highways. And according to a new MnDOT report, the pendulum has now swung back. According to Ann Meyer, MnDOT's media relations coordinator, yes, it's actually been a while, actually. 
Quote, I know a lot of folks are seeing or feeling like there's more traffic, but in fact, our numbers are showing that we've been in that range. Now, according to a report in Axios, national traffic levels are back to normal levels. The report shows that in Twin Cities, commuters lose about 23 hours per year to sitting in traffic. Hmm. Now, that's compared to two days in cities like Atlanta, Tampa, and Washington, D.C., and three days in New York City. And while the report says the times are shifting and spreading out rush hour, Meyer says that the Twin Cities have seen rush hour come back as normally as it was in 2019. Yeah, I, I'm out there. I'm in these streets, man. <laughs> I'm driving around. So I, I get it. I understand it. I, I I concur. Yeah, it's – look, I gassed up earlier today at Costco. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, there's plenty of people out about. That's right. I guess – you know, And we work downtown, so we drive every day. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, yeah, I kind of – yeah, my drives have been fine. Like, I've seen more traffic, but nothing that has been to the point where it's been gridlock or has, you know, I mean, been anything that I haven't been able to, to handle. Hey, I know this isn't a national story. It's more of a world story. But Liz Truss will become the shortest-serving prime minister in British history after announcing her intention to resign just six weeks into a disastrous term that pitched Britain deep into political and economic turmoil. Now, Truss said Thursday that she would step aside for a new leader to be chosen within the next week after a growing number of her own Conservative Party's lawmakers said they could no longer support her. Now, the announcement brings to uh, quite a tumultuous end to a tenure, which appeared doomed ever since the announcement of her economic agenda. Now, they've got candidates that could replace her, but they'll need at least 100 nominations from the British conservative lawmakers. And the threshold allows for the possibility of three candidates maximum. And there'll be an online vote. But if only one candidate emerges, there could be a new party leader and a prime minister by Monday. Man, this is... um, That's weird. It just... The confidence in her immediately mm-hmm. after she rolled out what the plan was. Yeah. Everybody was like, uh, no, this is not going to work. Yeah. See, I feel like we're looking at economic yeah. collapse here. I feel like Britain, they're like, we won't put up with any non serious politics. Put up with a whole I was going to say, we put up, we welcome non serious politics. Like, that's what we do. USA, USA. Like, we are not serious. No, we, we are not serious. Uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, producer Ryan Murphy's premiered three series in roughly a month, so a degree of over- overlap is understandable. Even so, the new season of his long-running FX franchise, this one dubbed American Horror Story NYC, feels like a companion piece to the Jeffrey Dahmer story, which premiered last month on Netflix. I told my wife about it, and she is... She You're all lo- about it? She loves American Horror Stories. Like, she loves that true crime, it, like that stuff. She loves it. And we both like Dahmer, but a key element of the Dahmer miniseries based on, you know, Jeffrey Dahmer was the extent to which homophobia contributed to an indifference that helped him avoid legal consequences. Now, the latest American horror story is uh, set in a different place, but an overlapping time beginning in 1981, just as the AIDS epidemic began and before the disease had acquired that name and focusing on a serial killer murdering gay men in New York City. It's, uh, I mean, American Horror Story, it's it's really good, but this, it does seem like a lot of similarities. I don't get into that stuff. I just got to be honest with you. I don't, yeah. that, it, that stuff does not do anything for me. And Dahmer, maybe I'll watch it. I'm not chomping at the bit to go watch yeah. it. I would only watch it to see my buddy Josh Broden. Yeah, it, it's, 
it's more of a psychological cringy that makes you feel uncomfortable. Not so much the graphic violence, because we know the story of Jeffrey Dahmer, but to me, it's it's more psychological, mm-hmm. and that's what makes it uncomfortable, because it's like, in your mind, you can see what's going to happen, but you don't know if or when or how. In Dahmer, did they show, was there any scene about how he died? Yes. Oh, so there was, okay. So he, yeah. they went from start to finish. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they, uh, yeah, they, they definitely... They showed it, but, I mean, it was in a way that we kind of expected. Gotcha. And finally, home sales in the U.S. declined for the eighth month in a row in September as surging mortgage rates and high prices pushed buyers out of the market. Sales of existing homes, which included single-family homes, townhomes, condominiums, and co-ops, were down almost 24% in September from a year ago and down 1.5% in August. Yeah, everybody's been looking. Everybody's been trying to figure it all out, and... um been a struggle. Hey, real quickly, something that I never really tru- truly knew about y- years ago, but what, 40 years ago was the plane crash for Leonard Skinner? Man, now I want to see if there's a doc or anything on that. I think there is, because I was so intrigued by that earlier today. All right, uh, guys, tomorrow, Stevie T is in for me. I am in for Jason DeRussia. We'll talk to you right here. On the radio home for Timberwolves basketball, News Talk 830-WCCO. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.